calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Riders and welcome to another edition of the flow as we say in my part of the town Tadaima, which is Japanese for I'm back <laughs> and, uh, I'm your community manager Doc Rock along with my awesome co-host Hey everyone, it's Katie. You've been hanging out with me for the last two weeks so you're probably sick of me at this point but I'm here, I'm here and I'm excited uh, Yeah, so anyway, let's get into this Today, we're going to do a really cool, like, sort of, I like to call these the mailbag episode, the Q&A episodes. Yeah. If you're a podcaster, these are good for two things. One, credible audience engagements gives you an opportunity to really talk to your audience and see where they're at, see what's in their mind, and uh, hopefully help them out if, this, if you're doing a show like ours where we have, you know, have questions about podcasting, so forth, so on, and whatnot. And it's a, it's a good way to just give your brain a break. Let's be honest. <laughs> like that's, that's what it's really for. But yeah, I like doing them because it's fun. It gives us a chance to play with the community. Uh, they're just, we got cool people like Simply Off. She just shows up. Like yeah. she's going to be there. Like, um, like if you were Starsky, you had to have a hutch. Yeah, since Simply Obs is hutch. She's always <laughs> where you going to be. Hey, Obs. Good to see you. Uh, I know. It's it is amazing. And well, we should we should shout this out right now that one of the best parts of this show is that we made this decision a year plus ago that we were going to do this live studio recording, which I still think is one of our most genius ideas. And so every single week, we have this amazing live audience that shows up. There's usually about anywhere between like 15 and 25 or so people that come live, but it's the same people. And it really builds this incredible sense of community. It's like right off the bat, I, and I'm, I'm on a mission 
to convince podcasters. So if you are listening to this or you're watching this later and you're and you have a podcast or you're thinking about starting one, I know that in your head you're like, nope, I'm gonna record. I don't like live streaming. I'm gonna batch record. I have my detailed plan. Even if you're not gonna regularly go live like what Doc and I are doing here, you should at least do like a, a special live episode like this one. Put yourself out there in front of your people, answer some questions, have some fun. It really it makes a big difference. It it really does build a sense of community and it it's more fun and it keeps you, I think, a lot more reliable in creating your content. It's much harder to not show up when you have people like George and Dan and Obs and Paul and the whole gang waiting for you and expecting for you to be there. So I really do think it's worthwhile and it does make a big difference. A hundred percent. I think that is a hundred percent. The answer is it does keep you accountable because well, one, you really just want to see your friends, you know, like that, that sort of helps. And even if you're doing it by yourself, it's really, really cool to have your community ride with you. It just, it just is what it is. Anyway, so let's, let's dive into this. First question came, dun, 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 dun. I saw it and then now I'm scrolling. There it is. It says, hi from London. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do the growl as a man Curian, I had to do the growl for the Londoners because that means either Arsenal or Chelsea or today we're playing Crystal Palace. So yeah, got to be like, you know, one of those London teams I don't like. Anyway, <laughs> uh, do you know if we'll be getting audio tools or plug-in support soon, like ducking compression or should we just go ahead and buy the Rodecaster Pro? Uh, the answer <laughs> is yes and yes. <laughs> okay, listen, that the Rodecaster Pro has something to do with it but not really anything to do with it we are definitely getting some more audio tools plugins are coming glenn announced it maybe like two weeks ago yep that it's finally coming through thank you intern will for figuring it out the day i got hired i got a slack account and then we go into Slack. Hey, everybody, it's Doc, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be helping us. Hey, hey, Doc. Hey, welcome home. Hey, can we get like VST plugins? They're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, I was like an hour after the minute I first clocked in. I've been screaming that. And yeah, it's coming. So uh, don't worry yep. about that. Now, does that affect you buying a Rodecaster Pro? No, you should buy one anyway. I think for most people, I have a duo sitting here. I have the big Rodecaster here. I have the Tascam Mix 4X right there. I have a Rodecaster Pro 1 right there. And I have a Mackie DLZ. And they are excellent upgrades to your podcast. And people always say, well, I don't know. I don't really know if I needed that. Just because you didn't use it right. <laughs> like it, it is a wonderful piece of kit. And if you could swing it, I would absolutely suggest it. Everybody that has one would tell you the same thing. It's Things that it will do for you that we cannot do. It's not part of our software. So it brings a lot of really epic upgrades to your overall production flow. So I would say still buy one. Anyway, that's yeah. just me. And remind everyone, and maybe you need to do a quick Google search for this, but what is the difference in price between the Duo and full Roadcaster Pro? I want to say three ninety nine and six ninety nine, but in England that would be completely different. So it kind of what I <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> so important thing to remember that like you may still get a lot out of the duo and save yourself, you know, a bunch of money versus going all the way to the Roadcaster Pro. That's what we did in the studio space. We almost never have 
four people on at the same time. So there was like no need for us to have accessibility to more than two XLR plugs. So for us, it, it, the Duo was just an easy, smaller space, right? So, so uh, up your food game says, save me 700 pounds. I'm skinned. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I would love to. And I would love to say that you don't need it. Like, I, I really, it's, listen, I want to be dead honest with you. It irritates me when people say, oh, you don't need this and you don't need that. You don't need anything but oxygen. Let's be honest. But if you value your time, let's just put it this way. For the 700 bucks it would cost to get a full pro or the 569 pounds, according to Anderton's, I think that's right. According to Anderton's music, 569 pounds it costs for a duo, which is 399 to us. It's worth every single quid. I think I said that right. <laughs> and the, the reason for it is the time savings. Like if I were to only pay myself say 10 bucks an hour, it would take me all of 70 hours to save in order to cover the cost of an entire Roadcaster Pro. I will almost put money on the amount of time you save not mucking with your audio, having basically flawless. Once you come out of the recording, you can just send it. You really don't have to touch it. I use Auphonic to make sure that the levels are even, but you really don't have to. So I don't know. I think I think the time savings is well worth it. And I think that's hard for people. People don't understand the value of the software that they use because it's not physical and people don't understand always the value of the piece of gear you have as far as time savings because they mm -hmm. all sound expensive. But everybody here who has gone to a high quality mic that doesn't require you to try to do any extra tweaking, this is naked, no processing at all. So like the question was great. Are we getting audio processing ecamp? Yes. The mic I'm using right now, not being processed whatsoever. It is just, just that dope out of the bucket. Yeah. So, you know, there it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. I have a, a question that you may, may just yell at me for, but I'm going to ask it anyway, yeah. because I'm, I'm thinking about it. All right. So, so everyone, I'm going to put myself at the mercy. And if you have a ridiculous question or a dumb question, you can you feel free to drop it in. I'm happy There's to yell at my no dog. <laughs> technically not a thing, right? It's a dumb question. So on my video review podcast on Thursday, I'm forcing my in-person here lives in the house with me husband to join me on the show. But my at-home setup is one microphone, one computer, one camera, and then I'm calling in to my co-host through Ecamm's remote interview. I can't easily get to the studio before Thursday because it's all under construction right now. So, so how do I, you know, he and I could certainly share a microphone back and forth and this podcast is just for fun. So I, I don't necessarily mind on that front. I obviously want to be able to have headphones so we avoid any kind of doubled audio. How do I how do I best set it up with limited stuff and no time with which to? So you can you can share a microphone and but we do mind. Like honestly, people don't realize it. The audience will struggle to hear one of the two of you. Fair. And 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 it would probably be okay because well, actually I take that back. Uh he's a soft spoken guy, you know? What Not if we quiet. go back and forth? Like I hand him the hand him the yeah, microphone. That, that, that <laughs> irritating real quick, but you can do it. For, for this particular situation. Put yourselves on a couch together, 
put the mic right between the two of you, like literally point it at your right shoulder and his left shoulder or vice versa and set the far mode in the software that comes with the MV7 and don't touch it. Like like the, the software that comes with the MV7 is called Motive and you set that, use that, that will really help out a lot and don't swing it back and forth. And then just, you're going to have to remind Mr. Cool over there. <laughs> he has to talk, say it with your chest, you know, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> However, the listening side of it, the best thing to do is a Y cable, which you can order from Amazon today and get it delivered tomorrow. I actually have one. My kid bag is I probably have one because I just came. Back. It's like a splitter, right? Yeah. 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 And so you're just going to plug okay. it into the back of the MB7 yep. and then you're going to use the two sets of headphones. And then that's it. That's literally all you need to do. Okay. That would be the best way. Um, (laughs) But for that being said, bring the old Roadcaster home because we have a new duo in the studio. Right? That is true. So bring the Roadcaster home. And And had I thought of that before I made this plan, I could have done that, but it's in like a closet underneath a bunch of stuff with paint cloths over top of it. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. Well, anyone, if. if Ken's wife is going to beat her today, have her just see if she can see it precursorly with the corner of her eye. And if she does, then have her snag it and bring it to Ken's house. <laughs> but that is a very good question because a lot of people do try to do that. And, you know, the ones that we bring on trips, the Beta 58s, mm-hmm. those are very well suited for sitting on a desk in a panel with the volume cranked up. Why? Because they do a good job of rejecting noise. So you won't hear as much noise. Same with the MB7. I mean, it's almost the same capsule. It's slightly different. That's better than trying to move it back and forth. Moving it back and forth would get really noisy and it would drive the people listening crazy. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Definitely don't want to do that. The other option is one of these. This is the Rode Wireless Pro. Mm-hmm. and Not sponsored, but they are friends and we do love them. And they did send me this one. But the Rode Wireless Pro would allow you to put one of these on your neck and the other one on the Fox deck and you would be able to use the receiver, plug it directly to the computer and it would pick both of you guys up. What's really, really handy about these. And here comes the question. Should I upgrade from the old version to the new version? I'll cover that in a second. Cause I think it's a fantastic question. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, that these have 32 bit float. So these will not peak. Even if you do peak, you can recover that peak. And if you whisper and your audio is really low, you can pull that audio back because what 32-bit float does without getting sciency is it gives you more material to work with. It is harder to ruin Alfredo sauce if you start with a gallon of bechamel and you make the individual sauces for each plate. So yeah. that's what a 32-bit float is like. You know, you're starting with a gallon of the naked sauce. And then I'm going to scoop out two scoops, add some pesto. And now I got pesto Alfredo. And then I'll take some <laughs> other ones. I'll just add some extra cheese and I'll turn it into like a fettuccine. Or I'll pour some hot one into a cheese wheel and stir it up and then put it on. And that's a different flavor. Mm-hmm. So that's basically, this is you're giving more of a base level sauce that you can work with. That's what 32-bit flow does. And this is the Rode Wireless Pro. This thing is amazing. It also has time code, but we won't confuse you with that. Anyway, so... Something like that or the DJI mics would be another good setup to have it with you. Yep. <laughs> it's super funny. I'm laughing at up your food game because it's 
Q colon and then just put W colon. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I I am laughing at these questions coming through. All right, I'm going to answer Andy's question because I love being asked questions about my chickens and I am laughing that someone would ask me about my chickens. I currently, I currently have 11 chickens three of whom are silkies, which are the stupidest possible animal that you can have. And probably the reason that my last chickens were all killed off because silkies don't roost and they are constantly like sitting in the doorway. They're just like calling out for everyone to kill them. But they're like the friendliest, nicest, most wonderful chickens. That's my current, my current flock. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Andy. Andy's down to one chicken. Okay, so the other question that came in from Andy also is, what do I like to do when I'm not doing ECAM? I think that was what the question was. It yeah, says, it what was. is your favorite thing to do when you're not on ECAM? Um, <laughs> well, I think we all know the answer to that question. It begins with Manchester and ends with United. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is legit it. Normally, if I am not doing anything tech related, I am somewhere head deep in the prim um premier league for those who are not well versed and yeah just hanging out with my team and focusing on my team and i just really like the community that's built around a large fan base and i think the thing that's fun for me is just because it being an overseas thing and you know the club being a worldwide renowned club i have friends all over the world Like friends I conversate with on a regular basis all over the world. And I think that's a little different because, yes, my American football team, the Raiders, is also a well-known, world-renowned brand. But there's footy, the round stuff. It's a whole different thing. It is the world sport. It doesn't really belong to one particular organization. It's uh, That's what it's about. I'm normally there or trying to be helpful in something in some way, shape, or form. And I spend a heck of a lot of time hanging out with my niece. (laughs) because <laughs> she, she's my partner in crime and I'm just trying to keep her from falling into the pitfalls that we all felt into and it's a little bit easier when it's uncle duty and not parent duty I can corrupt her far further and make her do things that I know is going to help her and I'm the one that's the most on her about her education and her sports training and things like that so yeah that's my two things kicking yeah. it with my niece and Manchester United glory glory <laughs> we also have travel and, and food and drink. <laughs> but, oh, a lot of travel. <laughs> a lot of travel. A lot of it, a lot of it, I'm not, a lot yeah. of it is for work, true. But yeah, traveling is the one thing I wish I can instill in people who swear they don't have enough. You know, people, I don't have enough time to do a show. You also, people love to say they don't have enough time to travel. Find a time. Make it. Just make yeah. it up. Disappear to the other side of your state. It's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. This is a great question coming in from Rick. He didn't put a Q colon, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it's a good one. (laughs) Doc, where do you get most of your ideas for your informational videos? Rick loves them. I just did an entire pod, not podcast. See, I'm ding dong. I just did an entire live stream on Saturday about how to do brainstorming. And maybe two Saturdays before that, I did another live stream on how to do brainstorming. Number one, majority of our ideas come from the audience. And I tell people that like you have an entire, in my, in my presentation, when I go in, in the road and I'm speaking for Ecamm and I'm speaking at podcast movement and people, this question comes up, I'm like, your audience has all the answers you need. And if you're not querying your audience for episodes, 
you're missing out. So here you go, Rick. I want to answer your question and then we'll do another episode on brainstorming ideas because I swear <laughs> we did it four episodes ago in the flow. Yeah. There's yeah. how to get podcast ideas, right? It's legit there. So I was with Kimberly Gunn, who might be in the audience at this moment in time. Yeah. So that is where I get all the ideas is I legit just question my community. And if you haven't built your community yet, we can talk about that as well. The latest thing that I was showing to the people in my crew is how to use the six hats thinking method in order to come up with ideas directly out of any particular topic that you want, right? Mm -hmm. And then so I was breaking the conversation down sort of based on the individual hats, right? The analytical hat, the emotional hat. What are the negatives of this particular topic? What are the positives of this particular topic? What is the sort of uh, actuarial, you know, the people who are like hyper risk averse, <laughs> like whatever. So, <laughs> right, uh, George, thank you. I really appreciate that. So, yes, you can take any particular topic and use six hats thinking to come up with probably about 30 episodes out of a single topic. I know it sounds crazy. But I'm telling you, I did, I did a test with my community. Aubrey said, okay, do this six hat stinking trick talking about fountain pens. And we did it. Like we <laughs> literally did it. Right. So, uh, white hats is facts and informations and red hat is emotions and feelings. My, me black hat is critical evaluations. Yellow hat, optimism and benefits. Green hat, creativity and new ideas. Blue hat, process and management. So you can take any topic and basically generate like 30 ideas out of the, you can do five ideas for each of the hats. And it was like very, it's a very simple thing. And what I did after that was I showed my community how to use chat GPT to basically query it, to have it make you a cis hat thinking methodology. And what made me so proud about that particular uh, brainstorming methodology is I made that prompt up myself. I didn't find it anywhere. It just came to my head one. And I said, let's try it. I tried it. It worked. I was like, ah. And another good one that you can use for this as well is use the scamper methodology. And, you know, thank you, Mrs. Baker and Mrs. Deke, my marketing teachers, because I, I never thought that almost 18 years removed, I'd remember anything from marketing. <laughs> but um, scamper is substitute, combine, adapt, modify, put to another use, eliminate, and reverse. You can look it up. Just look up scamper because you're not going to remember that. And what you do is you take any idea. And so let's say we'll go back to the Up Your Food game talking about the Roadcaster Pro. What's the substitute for the Roadcaster Pro? Mackie DLZ creator. What's the combine? How to mix your Roadcaster Pro plus the Road Wireless Duo together in order to do something how to adapt, how to use the Roadcaster Pro as a portable studio when it's not connected to a computer, because it does that, which is one of the most beneficial features that no one ever talks about, but it does that, right? How to modify your Roadcaster Pro, go into your settings and you know do a bunch of things, or add, how to add a new firmware, how to go back to an older firmware. These are all things like how to put it to another use. I'm going to be doing a talk on Thursday and the Hawaiian Cultural Center, and we're going to be talking about uh, Mo'olelo, which is the, the native language of Hawaii. And I'm going to be doing a 
recording in a room of some really, really intelligent academicians on the subject of the native Hawaiian language. And I'm going to use the Rodecaster Pro as the mixer because I don't feel like digging out my Austin Allen and Heath Z12X, which is a much bigger mixer, which is made for it. But the Rodecaster will totally fake that and eliminate how you can get by without having the Rodecaster Pro. If you don't want to spend the loot, uh, well, that's you. And then like reverse is, well, how to use something old instead of something new because you're not ready to buy new ones. So you could take that again. You can pull out a bunch of topics on the same thing. Yeah. I mean. Goodness sakes, this entire podcast is about video podcasting, and we're over 50 episodes so far. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's absolutely possible to be able to come up with all kinds of different, you know, concepts. And again, you know, you need to think through like, how people approach it as well, which I think these these methodologies are really helpful in getting you to think that way, right? It's like, problem solution, what kinds of questions are people asking? You know, how are you helping them? It all comes back to that. That's, that's how you're going to keep those listeners. So yeah, I think yeah. that's a great one. And Sarah is our friend at Captivate. Hi, mm-hmm. Captivate. Thank you so much hey, for Captivate. always backing <laughs> us. There's a famous site called Ask the Public. Mm-hmm. And she has another one called Also Ask. And if you look up Also Ask, there's another great place to find a particular topic and find all of the various tangents that go along with that topic. And it's normally designed for SEO work, but you can use it for that. Uh, absolutely. All right. George's question was answered by Paul in the chat, but we'll <laughs> ask as a follow-up if you've ever done an episode about Ikigai. Did I say that right? I'm always getting it wrong. No, you actually said it right. When people say Ikigai, I'm going to punch them in the face. It's Ikigai. <laughs> Ikigai. Okay, I have great. done probably like 50 on the topic. <laughs> um uh, wait, you just ran across that the other day, dude. That's the basis of my life. I talk about it on a regular basis, but I normally present it to you folks, George, and my community as this purpose because Americans won't necessarily understand um, the full value of it. But yes, it, it is how I live my life. So I have definitely done shows on the topic. And as a matter of fact, on my fourth wall, I'm releasing a new shirt <laughs> uh, for the beginning of the month. So, George, you have an opportunity to buy an Ikigai shirt. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it is exactly how I live my life. It's how I live and breathe. So, yes, I have done shows about it. And for anyone who's unfamiliar with the concept who might be listening to that, it's the concept of knowing your purpose first and doing everything based on that purpose. I think far too often, especially for podcasters, um, we get into the myriad things like, should I get a, a piece of equipment or not? Should I do this or not? And all of those things are just, they're important. But if you do them purposeless, you will hit the brick wall faster than you think. But I, this is, uh, George, this is controversial. I get in fights with people about this, and I'm sorry. I'm, st- I'm still willing to fight anyone about it. People say, oh, you know, I got creator burnout. There's no such mother. There's no such thing as creative burnout. Is there clinical DSM-5 exhaustion burnout? Yes. Can you get that from making content? No. (laughs) The reason why you're burnt out is because you started making content that you thought was going to be popular and make you a lot of money and get you a bunch of sponsored deals and it didn't happen. And now you don't feel like creating anymore because you started out with the wrong goal in mind and now you're upset and then you're burnt out. Or is doing really, really well because it's a popular subject matter. And then 
uh, Simply Ob's Banana Pancakes came in and said, hey, we're going to give you 10 grand to run these ads on your show about Simply Ob's Banana Pancakes. And you've done all your work. You're tired. You're about to go on a little relaxation. And you realize you have to make a video about Simply Ob's Banana Pancakes. And you don't feel like it. Why don't you feel like it? Because, well, you didn't really love Simply Ob's Banana Pancakes. You love the idea of the 10 grand. <laughs> And now you're being forced to do work on your channel that's supposed to be for fun about yeah. something that you really don't care about. And that's when it starts to feel like work. And that's when it starts to hurt. And that's when you can't get up in the morning or you can't think or whatever. Those things, that's not burnout. It's because you grabbed the bag you wasn't ready to, to work with. So you're doing something not for the right reason does cause internal friction on your guts. It just does. Right? So if someone said to me, hey, in order to close this deal with Captivate as a sponsor, you have to go to Liverpool versus Manchester City game. I'm like, Katie, I quit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm done, right? Because, yeah, that's, that's what that is about. And I'm sorry, Aubrey, I believe your banana pancakes are probably awesome. <laughs> you're working against something that you're not really truly vested in. So purpose is an analgesic. Purpose never has burnout moments. Purpose never leaves you confused. Purpose never leaves you asking questions, should I or shouldn't I? Because you know exactly why. If it doesn't completely move your purpose forward, you just don't even think about doing it. As a matter of fact, you fight against doing it. And so, yeah, that's where Ikigai comes in when it comes to being a creator. That was a lot. <laughs> no, it's a great question. Um, I don't know the answer to this one. So I'm excited that Roy asked this one because I know we've, we've been talking well, the community has been talking a lot about this. So, Doc, what do you think the impact will be for all of YouTube's AI enhancements, specifically on video podcasts? <sighs> Maybe we should start with with uh, those people who are like, wait, YouTube has AI enhancements? <laughs> Maybe we should start with an announcement and what is it and then, and then talk about what we think the impact is. Well, I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to, to say that because everything is up in the air right now. We had a deep conversation about this on Twitter the other day, just about AI in general. Yep. YouTube is honestly primarily focused on the viewer, as should you be. And most people aren't doing that. Most people are trying to like, how can I make this easier for myself? Yeah. And if that's your thought process, I'm just going to tell you that you're because it's not going to work. All right. This is, this is Ikigai in a nutshell, right? If you're trying to help someone and you're trying to uh, give the people on the end of the string what they want, all those enhancements are going to help. It's going to make that ability to push this stuff out better. It's going to make a lot of things flow better, and it's going to allow you to be able to create better. Wow, this should be a hashtag. Oh, yeah, it is. It's mine. Um, it will allow you to be able to create better. Uh, so in that particular ilk, I think it's a, a fantastic, you know, situation. If you think, oh, that's just going to make me uh, easier for me, probably not going to work. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even know how to explain it any deeper than that. What do you say, Kates? I, yeah, I, I agree. I also think we're in this which you, you mentioned a little bit, but I think we're in this time of incredible flux. And I think there's, you know, there's a ton 
of updates coming across the board that are hitting, you know, almost every single tool that all of us are using on a regular basis. So I think the more we can simplify and remain incredibly focused on the end goal, which hopefully is your passion and your audience and reaching and helping your audience, the better off we're all going to be. So not to say to not pay attention to these kinds of things, but try as much as you can not to squirrel and get lost in a lot of this kind of stuff. Keep your focus on your audience and on the content that you're creating for them. Well, you got to remember, or well, just think about it from this standpoint. YouTube has always been using some form of artificial intelligence in order to make sure that the viewer can get what they're looking for. You know, the thing that all the fake YouTube coaches talk about, which is the algorithm that machine learning and artificial intelligence. So they have to, because of the buzzwords, bring something to the table. Yeah. And then so, you know, you got dubbing, you got a bunch of other tools, but they have to do that just because they won't feel like they're part of the thing. You also have to realize that they're partially owned by Google. So there's always been AI tools from the minute Google dropped out BART. They just Mm -hmm. work on a way again, to make it so that you create the content that their viewers want. Their loyalty is to the viewers yeah. by way of the advertisers. Let's be honest. The actual loyalty is to the advertisers. But if there's any person who does ad-driven media, they have to generate the content that the users will use because that then in turn feeds the advertisers. That allows them to make the money to feed their family. So Yeah. yeah, in reality, it's never going to be about what makes it easier for you to create. Let's be honest. True. There. This is a great question. Sammy asks, how do you tell people that investing in gear is important? It's not about spending money, but they're making back money for their business. Man, Sammy, that is the hardest part of this conversation. <laughs> and I think, and, and I really appreciate the question, Sammy, uh, because it's easy to feel like you're missing everything when you're starting from nothing. It totally is. And I fully understand that. And contrary to popular belief, every single one of us started with one simple piece of gear and we worked our way up, right? This was not built in a single invoice. Like this is 15 years worth of playing around in here. But when you can shortcut and go all the way through, Yeah. And I I think what happens, Sammy, is people like to give themselves an excuse as to why not to spend the money. And that's just cool. That means it doesn't align with their purpose. It doesn't align with their value proposition. I can tell you in a nutshell, every week, how much time I no longer spend processing my audio. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, going all the way back to the original question, if I was to buy the three or four isotope plugins to bring me the exact same quality I'm getting out of this naked microphone on a cheap microphone, I would probably spend about $400 in plugins. <laughs> and yes, there are a lot of free plugins out there, but they just don't work as good. I've n- I, I mean, isotope is top of the food chain. If you're watching Netflix or listening to your favorite song or whatever, like they all been touched at some point in time by isotope plugins. Uh, why? Because they're good. 
mostly because they use a lot of artificial intelligence to help shorten even that time. So you got to go and process, you got to run an EQ, you got to run a little compressor. You're going to have to use a noise gate. If you have um, a kid in the black that plays with these toys that are really loud looking at you, nephew, <laughs> um, or you have a cat that, 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 you know, like makes noise across your keyboard, Paul, or Katie, the sirens in Ansbury was luckily she's not there today. <laughs> so yeah, like all of that stuff, it normally spends me some time to go in and, and process this and make this all sound better. But compliments of an SM7B, yes, I understand it's 400 bucks. And compliments of a, a Rodecaster Duro, also 400 bucks. I don't spend a single second processing my audience. Not one second. So yeah. 52 episodes in, if all I saved was 20 minutes of episode editing, which is never the case. It's more like an hour plus. But if I was only to save basically, you know, almost 60 episodes, if I was only to save that 20 minutes, I have covered the cost of both of these pieces of equipment. And what happens when you get old is you realize that time is far more important than loop. When you're young, it seems like you got all the time in the world. And then so you also tend to have more time than you have dollars, so you can do all of that weird stuff. Yeah, it is. It's still an equation. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's always an equation. It's what is the quality that you want? And then it's just a balancing of time and money. Like, what's the, and if you, yeah, like you said, if you have more time than money, great, then you're going to spend it. You're going to spend it either way. You're going to spend the time or you're going to spend the money. And you need to figure out what that, what that equation works out to to get to the level of quality that you're looking for. It's really and like what it's always come to. something really crazy. There is very few people that I couldn't look at their business and immediately make you the money to buy all the gear you need to refill up your studio within a matter of weeks because most people are doing something that's wasting an awful lot of time. And one of my favorite ones I say to people so, somebody asked this question this week in the ECAM community, and my answer was both right and snarky. <laughs> um, so my homegirl, Michelle, she finally got around to buying her CalDigit TS4, right? And she's super happy about it because, you know, it got all these cords off her desk and now her studio looks better. And for her, that upgrade was really about peace of mind. See, people don't value that, right? People value like this piece of gear that that's a four hundred dollar plug-in thingy. What do you call it? A dock. It's not really four hundred dollars, but you know, it's a, it's a like three hundred and something dollar dock, right? And then Paul says in the chat, "I need a GoFundMe page for my eCam support gear." Mm-hmm. And my answer to that question is, or you could join the affiliate program. We pay thirty to forty percent for you know, anybody that buys Ecamm because you recommend it. And our top affiliate earns over six figures a year. So you can victimize all of this extra stuff is costing me, or you could put yourself in a position to win. I did exactly one episode of me using Ecamm Live before I got hired. I did exactly one episode before I got signed up for the affiliate program. Why? Because as soon as I downloaded it, I signed up for the affiliate program. But it takes Meg a week to get you approved. 
So by the time <laughs> he approved me, I had done that one episode. Every episode after that, until February 10th of almost three years ago, and I got hired, I never did an episode without saying, hey, and I made all of this at ECAM Live. My affiliate link is right there in the bottom. If you want to check it out, you know, it's not going to cost you anything. But if you happen to check it out, it's a good way to help me support making better content. And the first, like maybe one to three months in, this marketing department genius lady said, let's do an affiliate contest. And so in the affiliate contest, Katie was like, uh, whoever in the, this particular time frame, this time frame is a top affiliate. You're going to win a Roadcaster Pro and a Shure SM7B. Uh, that's what it was. And a stream deck at that time, the smaller stream deck. And then, so I was like, cool, I could do that. And guess what? I won. And so guess what? <laughs> Roadcaster Pro, free. Microphone, free. And uh, Stream Deck, free. So, I mean, come on. Like, you can, solutions or problems, it's up to you. You either, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just going to stop soapboxing because an excuse of all this stuff costs me too much makes no damn sense to me because we pay 30%, 40% when you get dope at it. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Every person that owns Ecamm, as long as you own Ecamm, you get 40% of that. It's $384.72 a year to be an Ecamm subscriber, and you get 40% of that once you make it into the champion level. So mm -hmm. I want to hear yeah. excuses. I'm sorry. I'm, I do not do well with excuses. I just don't. My grandpappy wasn't about that life, and Roy says it in the chat. Your excuses are valid. Now what? That's what I tell all of my students every time. Your excuses are valid. Now what? Now what? Yep. This now is the what? Dan and I had, right? Every, this is the exact fight that Dan and I had because Dan had an excuse after excuse after excuse. I was like, cool, Dan, your, your excuses are real. Now what? And then eventually he, he figured it out. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, yeah. Sorry, I'm done. No, you're good. If for anyone what? that is now like highly motivated, the affiliate program is at affiliates.ecam.com. So <laughs> go ahead and sign up. Take some of that money back out of Doc's pocket since he's not allowed to be an affiliate again. <laughs> so, you're, so you are welcome to sign up and join. Help us spread the word. We'd really appreciate okay, so it. I have, I have to ask Vicky the question. Why do you got to wait until the studio is finished? You should have it now. And then what do you do is while you're building the studio, you explain what you do you're all your doing. behind the scenes videos. And yeah, exactly. A link in those videos. I've seen Vicky's build. It's phenomenal. Vicky should have an entire series about building a custom built studio. And all you would have to do, and let, let me explain. Listen, don't tell Katie I'm telling you guys this, okay? She doesn't know. Hey, I am building the studio. Here are my before and after shots. Here are some of my process builds. I would love to do a couple of videos about how I built my studio. What was my thought process and, and, and all about it? And Katie would be like, this is phenomenal. We're going to send out an email to <laughs> all the people in our email list, a number which I'm not allowed to tell you, but it's a lot. And as a payment, Katie will put your affiliate link in the email that gets sent to everybody about this event. I've seen Bicky's build. I know the entire community wants to see this. Mm -hmm. And so that means in the three or four emails that goes out, as you're explaining, you would have already paid for your studio, bro. Yeah. 
True story. True I'm not story. even. I mean, people, people like. Yeah, never mind. I'm done. <laughs> Manchester, you know, our defense is working out of injuries, and <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get- too funny. Well, uh, we have done it. I actually have to wrap this up here in the next minute or two. Um, so if you do still have questions about podcasting or Doc and I, you can always email them into us later, flow at ecam.com. You can also just drop them in the YouTube replay of this video. We'll circle back and answer anything that comes up later. You can be part of our Discord if you go ecam.tv slash Discord. Or, you know, you can email us and ask to be a guest and come and bring your question to life in an upcoming episode. <laughs> We're always up for any of those things in between. But great questions today, live studio audience. And people who are not in live studio audience, you should be part of the live studio audience. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do have to say one of the things is Katie maybe gets mad at me, but I do take it personally because we generate so much content with so many answers to so many questions. And it's not your fault that you didn't know about it, but it kind of is <laughs> because the Facebook group, Discord group, the email list, the YouTube channel, like if I was trying to solve all the problems that everybody in the community says they have, I would have Google alerts for all of that, right? And then so I would be in the Discord group where I can talk better hand-to-hand with people, invite people up in like a Zoom type situation and have a full conversation with them about fixing my Rodecaster Pro or my whatever, whatever I'm using, right? I would definitely be subscribed to the newsletter. So I always knew when there was going to be a great conversation, like the security expert that came on yesterday morning to hang out with Katie. I would want to know about that. And then it drives me batty when someone asks a question that says, it kind of not helping me because I've been trying to do the same thing for six months and I can't figure it out. And I'm like, I cover this every mother blessing Friday in the live demo, 150 something weeks straight. Like we put out the content, people. So please, please, please find it. Your community will help you. Andy is wonderful. Paul, yep. Sammy, Vicky, George, all of them will answer you. So just put out your question. Don't be afraid to ask. And the resources are available to you. The best one was, you know, Paul in the, the video hub, like all of the work that Paul's done in trying to make it easy for you. Like, yeah, we have, we have a lot of resources. So please don't sleep on them. Like all of the answers to what you're looking for, it lives inside of the resources. And if it doesn't, we will make that resource for you probably like right away. Yep. Very true. That's how we brainstorm ideas. We watch all of your questions. <laughs> We've come full circle. I love it. Yeah, we, we not, All right, that's a good way to end it. George says, my day is sad when there's no Ecamm live streams. I wish you got Thank you, George. Wish you too, George. I really George was here. And just a reminder again, since I saw this come up, the affiliate link to sign up if you want to be an Ecamm affiliate is affiliates with an S, affiliates.ecamm.com. But I'm sure that Paul will drop the link as well if you're here in the live chat. But if you're listening later or you're watching later, affiliates.ecamm.com. And yeah, be sure to be in the community. Definitely get signed up soon because we're doing some big stuff in the the Ecamm affiliate situation. So be there. And this Friday, we're going to be hanging out in Discord anyway. So it's a good chance to come in. So make sure you sign up for Discord and sign up for the affiliate program. Okay, so this and every 
particular episode of the flow can be found at flow.ecam.com and that will get you hooked up to wherever your podcast getting this got i can't believe we started this thing as an experiment and we're still rolling thanks to the flow rider who i just can't say enough about when people ask me like what do you think about your my audience is cool i know about your audience my audience rocks <laughs> anyway so the, the flow community is always down and this show is hosted on Captivate. That's Captivate.fm. You can host your podcast anywhere. But why? Captivate <laughs> is the bomb. Here's what's so cool about Captivate. They have tools specifically designed to help you grow your podcast. Whenever I'm speaking at a podcast event, like the one I will be speaking in January, I'm going to be speaking the 25th and 28th at PodFest in uh, Orlando near Luis, people always say, well, how do I grow my podcast? How do I get more listeners or viewers or whatever? And Captivate is a platform. They show you how to do that. The growth tools are sort of built in. So tell them we sent you and go to Captivate.fm. That's Captivate4Manchester.com. I mean, not .com. And just and go check out Captivate. It is marvelous. It is my favorite. And I absolutely love using them. Thank them for being an epic sponsor of this show. And we also use Descript. Descript is what we use to get our show notes together, do the transcripts, the, the, the light editing, all done with Descript. So make sure you go and check that out at Descript.com. And this, my friends, is another episode of The Flow. Oh. <laughs> you know what my favorite part of the show is? Flow Riders, out. Out. Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.